0: Get ready, Milwaukee. You're here with Mark the Wolf and and you, John the Cougar. Mark and John are back in the saddle. (laughs) No, it's it's you
1: and me. It's the Wolf and the Cougar.
2: What you do in your free time is of none of my concern.
0: It's your favorite number one local music-based comedy cast from southeastern Wisconsin. (laughs) It's Local Chords with Mark and John.
3: What's up, guys? This is JoJo from Wonderful Bluffer, uh, and you are listening to Local Chords.
2: Today, it is Local Chords number 40. It's time to set down all your cares and concerns about life and get ready to get silly and talk music. We'll talk with a member of the rock band Wonderful Bluffer, blues and rock and roll guitarist, JoJo Scott. We'll talk about MRIs, new technology, and music sampling. Just a sample, of course. Hide
1: your CD case in the trunk of your car and throw a blanket over everything that matters in the front seat, because we're getting ready to rock, only on
2: Hello everybody, today is Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Thank you for downloading and subscribing, we are your only number one music-based comedy cast from southeastern Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, all you Cordy's out there, thanks for tuning in. Dark the Hitman tubing, coming to you live with my esteemed co-host, cohort, and comrade, the one, the only, the Basie, Jonathan Ike and Tina Turner. Blessing! Ike Turner was not a nice man. No? No. I've heard. But your middle name is Ike, right?
2: Yes, it is, after my grandfather. Oh, cool. Is it short for Eichel? Not that I know of. No housekeeping topics today. We're just going to get right into it. Yeah. So I apologize for any comments that I make today that are weird. I had an MRI about an hour ago, and I'm dealing with side effects from the contrast.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about that in a second. Um, You Uh, had some bizarre things injected to you that I've never heard of. Yeah, I did. I think Alamantium was one of them. (laughs) I am Wolverine
2: Wolverine now. now.
1: (laughs) The same metal that Wolverine was made up of. God. That would have been
2: cooler. Imagine you like come out of the machine, you've just got claws then, and it's like. That would have been cool. Uh yeah. I just came out with a a headache.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's say hi to me for a second.
2: Oh, hi, Mark.
1: Hi. Now.
2: Glad you got that off your chest
1: Mark. Let's say hi. Trust me, this is gonna be worth it. Let's say hi to John.
0: Here's Johnny.
2: Okay, that was worth it. I'll give Wasn't you that. Wasn't that
1: great? That was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. See what these little things can do. John, I actually paid to rent a movie on YouTube so I could get that other sound bite that I showed you.
2: You can rent movies on YouTube?
1: Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Did you know that um, a certain someone that I've been dating for three years did not know about YouTube until I showed her? She didn't know there was music on there, didn't know there was videos on there, nothing.
2: Are you joking? No. How do you
1: certain no someone idea. yeah
2: certain someone yeah someone all right, we're gonna play
1: uh we're gonna kick it we're, <laughs> we're all gonna, gonna play we're gonna kick we're gonna we're kick gonna... it
2: for a second right first things first we're gonna play guess that sound all right email in at local one at gmail.com if you know what this sound is and you could win something should i throw it? i don't
1: want to <laughs> throw it We so have a lot of guitars and just there. drop it okay
2: hint it's not one of the guitars they're
1: too expensive I think it's gonna peak, though. I'm gonna do a low. Oh, I I hope it peaks. I don't want. It'll be displeasing to hear. Okay, go. All right, guess that sound.
2: All right, right. object number one. There we go. Object number two is coming from me. It's not water.
1: All right. Email in your guesses to localchords1 at gmail.com. Um, John, what do we want to talk about today? We're going to talk about um, some, some stuff. Um, firstly, you and your health. What did you get injected into for this MRI? So
2: I had two different types of contrast injected into me. One was called iodine. And one was gadolinium.
1: Gadolinium. Yes. That's one I never heard of.
2: Yeah. So essentially they put metal into you so that they can tell what your blood vessels are doing on an image.
1: We forgot to say what kind of shirts we're wearing.
2: Wow. You really didn't care about my
1: health. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I,
1: I got a quick brain. I just got to. You know. I'm wearing
2: a black V-neck. Mark is wearing yeah. a sweatshirt that says life begins at 50. Yeah. All right. Please continue. I'm done now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> no. So, you sort of um, having some
1: freezing sensations in yeah, the Yeah, I had been right?
2: having metallic taste and freezing sensations. And let me just tell you, man, I started falling asleep during one of these images. I woke up, John Mayer was playing. I thought I was dead. I had no idea what was going on. Crazy. Waiting on the world to change, man.
1: Mm. Aren't we all? John, you've heard different bits of songs or vocals stripped <laughs> out of their original form and plopped into commercials or other songs, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Sampling. Uh, huh? Sampling. Sampling, right. Mm-hmm. But for example, like with. For example. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, huh? For example. For example. For example. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> How do
2: you say it? No, I was, ma- I was making a sampling joke.
1: Oh, good one! I didn't get that. I'm sorry. It was really good, Continue. John. John. Um. So, like, let's say it's Led Zeppelin or something, going like you know, okay, and they just they take that vocal only that one in particular. Yep, <laughs> sure. Uh, but
2: without the music, how do they get? Just that vocal bit. So sometimes uh, if you actually own the rights to the music or the original mixes, you can isolate things and go from there. If you don't own the actual mix, you have to treble bleed. So you have to take out the sounds that you don't want. You can Like the whole rest of the song? Yeah, you can like reverse EQ things so that you can kind of trap one type of sound.
1: So what would you do? Take one bit of the song, mm-hmm. maybe make like first t- strip all the treble out of it yep. for example depending
2: on what you're going for if you're going for vocals you'd strip all the low end and stuff like that they actually make plugins now too that you can get that help isolate things
1: i think it's probably more realistic that someone else is leaking these
2: or that bits someone right? else is leaking
1: yeah these they're leaking yeah
2: but, yeah, that's actually there's a huge debate about some of that stuff. A couple of years back, there was a song that I think it was Juice World released, and he used a part of a Sting song in it. And Sting sued the crap out of him because of it. Because he didn't cite him like ownership wise. He just stole it and put it in the beginning of a song. Hmm. And um he was pissed. His manager was pissed and was like, I can't believe you came after this, this, that, the other thing. And Sting's only public response was, thank you for paying for my grandkids' education. (laughs) I love Sting. (laughs) John, there's some cool
1: new technologies in the world. Did you know that? No. What do we got? There is 3D printing in construction. That makes sense. It's like a giant toothpaste tube that squeezes out concrete and like wet, wet concrete that's kind of cool though and it it, you know it goes up layer by layer around and around Mm -hmm. so it makes it creates walls that's cool and they are able to ship those segments of essentially the frame or or the uh the foundation of the the house and ship them in different segments and
2: yeah put them together that's kind of cool actually yeah
1: it's a trip that sounds expensive uh yeah it's expensive uh concrete is the second most used material in in the world actually yeah be sent next to water
2: i was gonna say water has gotta be first yeah. yeah can i can i quick interjection yeah water bothers me why is that the same amount of water that we've ever had on earth is still on earth hmm we have not gotten water from any other planet or anything right so all the water that's here is all the water that's ever been here in some recycled form.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, that seems to make sense. Isn't it? It's a weird
2: thought though, because <laughs> yeah. it's like, dude, we're drinking the water that the dinosaurs like had.
1: Took a stool in. Yeah. <laughs> well, no water has ever left the uh, atmosphere, right? hasn't it? I don't think
2: so. It has to if it's at the space station
1: like the, okay so they might have they might be starting to store water outside of the atmosphere
2: yeah they would have to because people are up there who astronauts yeah working on stuff they're going to drink water if they live in space
1: okay so that's the only water that's ever left the planet then
2: yeah that would be my guess
1: and the only other water that we have came down from the heavens during during the the Dewfall, the Great Dewfall, exactly, by Robert Dewfall. <laughs> <laughs> um, along with that uh, concrete thing, um, John, yeah, um, there is a type of self-healing concrete that is being experimented with. I wish I could self heal. You can, bro. Photosynthesis. <laughs> yeah, photosynthesis carrots and vegetables you can self heal anything
2: sorry anyways so there's a self healing concrete how does that work
1: um i forget what's in it there's some type of uh what's in what's in bread what's the yeast wheat yeast wheat yeast <laughs> <laughs> i know you heard me i heard you yeah there's some sort of combination of yeast and concrete and something like that so that They're experimenting with when concrete eventually dries out and starts to break. It will repair itself.
2: Isn't that awesome? That is pretty cool, actually. That's a new type of technology. I have a technology thing I need to add really quick, okay? Okay. BMW released something that's on a debut vehicle called e-ink. You can now change the color of your car with the push of a button. That's awesome. It changes it from black to white or gray right now. Those are the three colors they've cracked. But basically, there's a million tiny little nano capsules that are charged electrically, negatively or positively. And when you put an electrical current through it, it changes it. It flips it. So it changes the color of the car.
1: You know who's not going to like that? Cops. No, I know. I was thinking about that. Imagine. You know who's not going
2: to. But you know who will like that? Robbers. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get that? I think it's cool. I don't think I could afford it. I want that. Can it do a candy flip? Right now, it's just white to black. How about chrome? Right now, it's just white to black. Can you have it do a wood wall? Yes.
1: (laughs) John, did you know that Idris Elba does have a British accent? Isn't he
2: British? Yes. So then yes.
1: Yeah, but remember we were talking about him, we said we've never heard him in anything where he's doing a a British accent. accent. That's true, actually. I'm from London! Yeah. (laughs) Gravy, (laughs) baby, gravy. Everything I've heard him in, he's been... He was in The Dark Tower, which I saw some of. He was in Thor. Yeah? Yep. Was he British in that? No. Okay. He was uh, the boss in the TV show uh, The Office for a while. Yes, he was. He
2: was in... um a Fast and Furious movie. The spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. He was the bad guy in it. Was it Hobbs and Shaw? God. Um, Anyways, Mark, sports in one minute. Are we doing that today?
1: Yes. Are we going to wait for the...
2: There's no music queued up. Oh. Here, I'm going to stop this. No, that's all right. Just let it ride. But we're going to run out of space. Huh? We're going to run out of space. What's that? What's that bit there? That's our commercial, homie, that's coming up later for oh, everybody. Oh, us move that, that over. Let's
1: do this real quick.
2: For anybody that listens, you now know there's a commercial coming up. Don't
1: worry, up. guys. We're getting it all together.
2: All are, right. Are we? Yeah, it's fine. John, you know what that means. Time sports, for sports in, in one, one minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to do that. All right, everybody. Now it's time for everything for the only teams that matter. Teams in Wisconsin. Packers, Badgers, Bucks, and Brewers. Mark, go. The Packers. The Packers are way over the allotted
1: salary cap for an NFL team, so they'll have to make some choices this offseason, especially in regards to their number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams, who was named to his fifth Pro Bowl and is one of the top receivers, if not number one, in the league.
2: Yeah, John. All right, my turn. I forgot. <laughs> I can't read him. So sorry. All right, Badger's basketball. Johnny Davis scored 15 of his 19 points in the second half and number 13 Wisconsin took over sole possession of first place in the Big 10 conference with a 66-61 victory over Rutgers on Saturday night. The Bucks. The Bucks fell to the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday night.
1: 30 points from Bobby Portis just wasn't enough to compete with Kyrie Irving's return to serve Forum. The Bucks face the Charlotte Hornets next.
2: Brewers! The word fan is short for fanatic, and that's what you had to be in order to wait in line on Saturday as the Milwaukee Brewers held their Arctic tailgate for fans to snag single-game tickets for the first time in
1: two years. All right, everybody, there are your headlines for sports in one minute. Coming up next, we'll talk with the lead guitarist from Wonderful Bluffer, JoJo Scott.
0: At the Home Depot... We're not just friends and family, we're a business too. We've got paint and different sized dowel rods. We got buckets and any color you want, as long as that color's orange. Come see our brand new line of Toro snow throwers and lawnmowers. but please stop Turning them on and then jumping off and running out the store, leaving the lawnmowers to fly all around the floor. The tile don't need to be cut. We take a lot of pride in our tile. We wash it quite often with Ajax. And occasionally, other cleaning supplies. Well, we'd like to stick with the Ajax preferably unless something else is on sale well no I mean the, the Ajax really does the best job well I bought something else last week well it's not this is not the place really for you to talk about what kind of cleaning solution what you are you use. talking well, about I, this I a Home it's, Depot my, what we use I'm just telling you like it is Home Depot we're not just friends and family we're a business too give me your money
2: Today's interview on Local Cords is brought to you by Juniper Real, handmade ceramics and goods from Ozaukee County.
1: All products are food safe, dishwasher safe, and wheel thrown. These are high-fire ceramics for pets and people. Available at Bonsai Pet, The Arts Mill, and AM Coffee in Ozaukee County. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook. Special orders are welcome. Just email juniperreal at gmail.com. Or check out their website at juniperreal.com. A native of Chicago, Illinois, Jojo Scott grew up a fan of traditional blues and blues rock music. Influenced by traditional blues players as well as rock and roll players, Jojo's guitar playing employs a wide range of musical sounds and genres. His styles range from lightning fast to melodic and intricate, mixing his eight years of dedicated experience into a tornado of supersonic force. Now he showcases that force in the band Wonderful Bluffer. Let's check out their song called Goddess of War. Without further ado, please welcome to the program, Jojo Scott!
3: What's up? Hey, Jojo, how's it going today? Man, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing very good,
1: thank you very much. So you said yeah. you're down in New Orleans right now, hey?
3: Yes, sir. Lots of good music here, lots of good people, parades, food, the whole works. Awesome.
2: Are, are you playing down there, or are you just going for the atmosphere? Oh, uh, just hanging out. um, down here with...
3: Uh, fritz who's actually the singer in the band and our roommate charlie and fritz's dad we've got our guitars and whatnot and he was doing some busking but yeah i'm mostly here just to have a good time very nice very nice
1: nice do you pronounce it new orleans or do you say new Orleans
3: when you're down there i, I say new orleans everybody kind of has their own way of pronouncing it though i guess
1: anybody looking at you funny down there for saying it that way
3: No, but uh, Fritz was actually, he was pronouncing it New Orleans and one lady at a bar was like, no, 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 that's not how you say it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's about the farthest interpretation that you can get. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's like, you can tell he's from Wisconsin. (laughs)
1: Right on. Well, Jojo, it's great to meet you. Thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Um, So I think you and I became friends on Instagram like three years ago or something like that.
3: Yeah, something like that. Um, I kind of just, you know, accept whoever is gracious enough to send me an invite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, I saw some of your guitar playing. I was like, oh, this guy's got some skill. And then I was wondering what you were into, checked out your band and saw that wonderful Bluffer as a band. You guys are a six piece. Are
3: you always a six piece? No. So we probably started out as like, uh, let's see, bass, guitar, drums, vocals. Yeah, I think we started out as four members, um, but slowly... uh, Added some other instruments over the years and and whatnot. Kind of a flexible lineup in the beginning, but now we've had this six-piece lineup for over a year or two now.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. There, there was one song your your single which we played a bit of "Goddess of War." That you released that as a single in like March twenty-one or something like that, right?
3: Yeah, I think it was like March twenty-six or something like that of last year. Okay, Crazy how fast
1: it flies. So that one had uh that was predominantly like a like a you know straight up rock a rocker for you know four things going on bass guitar drums vocals right Yep, yep So then did you all form as Wonderful Bluffer since then or did that song just happen to be like a a four piece type of song
3: Yeah so we've been Wonderful Bluffer for about I want to say 3 going on 4 years or so we, uh, kind of collectively decided on that one because it was like, it, at the time, it was one of the heaviest songs in the set list. And that riff just kind of, just kind of hits you from the get go. And it just so happens that that's only like a, a four piece song. It's usually what we end with uh, at our shows and whatnot. But we just decided like, wow, this, this song has all the parts. It's kind of showcases like, you know, our, Our sound as a band you know minus the saxophone and the keys and we just decided why not you know when we're recording everything i think it was the first song we recorded um like in full
1: okay i think you made a wise choice that song rips i agree with you yeah yeah
3: yeah it's like got some heavy sabbath kind of vibes with that like weird time signature change in the middle there as well which is kind of like a staple of the band for some reason if we're not writing songs that have like (laughs) <laughs> that are like eight minutes six minutes long uh we're writing songs that have like uh, you know just just some 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 sort of like like factor in the middle that like takes it in another direction even if it's for like a little bit you know like time signature changes like weird like grooves sometimes so yeah
2: who brings that to the group or is that just kind of a general consensus you all landed on it's a
3: collective decision for the most part. Usually it's like, okay, are we getting bored of this part? Like, what can we do to add something? Um, the original songwriting style of the band probably stems a little from myself in the early days where I like, uh, you know, I put the band together and I was like, oh God, we need like original songs. And and I wasn't too much of a songwriter in those days. And um, for some reason I was like, okay, like, you know, I don't want, want, I don't want a song to just be the same thing over and over. So one of our, the first song we ever wrote uh Rockford uh kind of is where that started. That song kind of goes like, you know, typical blues rock kind of format. And then like a third into the song, it just switches like key signatures and like the feel changes from like, you know, straight ahead blues rock to more like a progressive rock kind of feel with that saxophone solo. And then it just kind of carries into like that just kind of carries into our current like songwriting form where, you know, somebody brings like a skeleton of a song and then we all just piece it together depending on who's at rehearsal, you know what I mean? Just like the six of us uh, just hashing it out until we discover something that sounds
2: cool. Right on. It sounds like that's the way to do it too, because you all bring something to the table and you have this combined energy that just doesn't quit. So that's really cool. Exactly.
3: And it kind of helps the songs from feeling like one person's vision is like overtaking, you know, every single part of the writing process, like songs that I bring, Are usually going to have like a bit of a blues, like classic rock feel to it. Songs that like the singer brings, because he also plays guitar, usually have a bit more of like a, you know, chordy kind of feel. Our drummer, RJ, also writes songs and he usually has like just, like, just really unique, uh, like structures and stuff like that. And our bass player, he brings like the heavy progressive stuff. You know what I mean? And then from there, it's just like, okay, let's try all, let's try everybody's idea and then like hash it out and we'll see it's usually a combination of every idea. Like, you know, everybody's usually satisfied.
2: Right on. So you had mentioned that you bring a lot of blues style guitar to the table. Is that at all to do with Chicago and your upbringing there or what gravitates you towards the blues? It's kind of interesting, man, because even though I'm from Chicago and whatnot, I didn't really grow up with a lot
3: of people like playing blues or all that stuff kind of around me. I kind of grew up more as like a, like a rocker, you know what I mean? Like heavy metal kind of stuff, like black Sabbath, Judas priest, like all of those bands were kind of what I listened to before I like discovered the blues. Right. On. Um, and like, I think I gravitated more, I kind of, I sit in the middle, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the description says like I'm a blues man and a lot of people here would kind of describe me as that, but I, I'm kind of a rocker at heart. The blues aspect just comes with me, like just discovering those other bands, like, uh, I had some teachers in high school who kind of point me in the direction, pointed me in the direction of like BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, like Albert King, Freddie King, who's like my favorite blues musician. Um, and it just sort of kind of, I you know, my taste and stuff just sort of slightly shifted to preferring the blues. But you know, a lot of those licks and stuff like that are just me like trying to imitate some bluesy kind of things with that rock and roll feel, mostly like that Black Sabbath inspiration. I'm, I'm being honest.
1: Very nice. So, that's cool. See, so, yeah, your your sound as a band is kind of like a revived vintage rock sound, you know, from the late yeah. late 70s, right?
3: Exactly. That's kind of what we're going to. I usually usually I tell people it's like a mix of like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple, especially with the keys in some of the live songs that we do.
1: Yeah. So, you guys are playing that kind of music obviously because you dig it. So, what's it been like to play music for other people like in your peer group and your fans who are also digging this, this sound which originated, you know, arguably 40, 50 years ago.
3: That is an excellent question because it's something we think about all the time. I think, you know, when I first started playing music on the scene, it was kind of like in a, like an indie, like kind of pop band, a pop rockish kind of band called Akko. And those guys are great. And, you know, we've since went our separate ways, but you know I, w- I would think about why people would come to the shows you know what i mean like even then even though i wasn't playing like the 70s like classic kind of rock stuff that i did with this band i think i discovered that no matter the age group no matter what kind of music that people prefer people who are like young in our my age group you know mid-20s kind of generation people just like to go to shows and see music they like to see people perform what they love even if it's not like their cup of tea And that's amazing because the response from like my peer group, my friends, their friends has been nothing but positive. Like people, you know, who I can tell don't sit around and listen to classic rock music, just love to come to the shows and feel the energy. And everybody kind of has their favorite song like uh, in our set and stuff like that. And people, people, you know, memorize the songs and memorize the names and, you know, like, oh, that one's my favorite. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like you actually like you actually like the music kind of thing. I think it's been a positive response, and I think people just enjoy being in an environment where there's music, there's energy, there's stuff like that. One of the greatest shows we've ever played was at the uh, historic West Bend Theater out up in West Bend, Wisconsin. And we were like their first show back after they like renovated the entire space. Fritz the Singer actually worked as like a sort of carpenter handyman, and he helped like rebuild the space and we had people like come from out of town, like as far as like, oh, I don't know, like Georgia or something like that. And like, like young people. And we had we sold the place out and there was this really interesting mix of like older folks. And then like people our age in this like huge theater listening to like rock and roll music and digging it and jumping up and down and having energy. So I think at the end of the day, it stems from people needing something to do wanting to be a part of like a good crowd with good energy and positive energy not a toxic environment with like music of any kind you know what i mean and that doesn't mean they're always going to like it but i think because our variety you know we've got the super like okay they're jamming on this chord progression for like five minutes what's going on like kind of song then we've got the upbeat kind of songs and all the songs have different sections there's stuff to move you know people are like soloing and expressing themselves i think somebody no matter what kind of music they like, we'll be able to find something in at least a few of our songs that they can vibe with.
2: That is awesome. And it's so cool to hear that you're creating a safe space for people to go and feed off of energy and just have a good time. That's so rare these days.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool. You guys got some songs that are like six, seven, eight, nine minutes long. You guys don't give a F, do you? You're just doing what you want.
3: That's exactly the point, man. We it's become a bit of a running <laughs> gag in our uh, in our our rehearsals where we're like, you know, somebody will bring a new song to the table and we're like, okay, this song is done, and somebody will be like, wait, 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 this song's only three minutes. We've got to fix this, you know. <laughs> but generally, it it does stem from like we're just like okay, like we play music because we like it and we want to share it, but we want to share what's authentically ourselves. But we're not like okay, we need a radio edit or anything like that, you know. People who want to find the music will find it, and it's like. If the song happens to be like six, seven minutes long at the consensus of the band and and we like it, there you, there you go. You know what I mean?
1: That, um, that's a trip. I love it. I love pushing boundaries and breaking rules for the greater good. I, I, I yeah. dig it.
3: Yeah. Have you, a good time, man.
1: I could totally see you guys writing in a rock opera or something.
3: Oh, we've kicked that idea around several times. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, Some of the newer songs we're working on just kind of seem to have... I seem to be going in that direction where it's like more them- thematic kind of song, especially with the addition of the keyboards and he's got like synthesizers and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot we can do there.
1: It's going to be you and Fritz and Jack Black
3: and you guys there will you be go. tearing it up. Oh man, that'll be a dream.
2: <laughs> so you said that you've got some stuff on the horizon. What can we expect soon? Um. Well, right now we're
3: just trying to book for uh For this kind of coming spring season, we kind of took a little break because we were kind of going real hard, like trying to get the album out because we did it ourselves in our basement. Wow. You know what I mean? With a friend of ours. So we were like, you know, the perfectionist thing kind of kicks in a little bit. Like, okay, this has to be like this. This has to be like this. And we're also gigging like throughout the summer and fall. And I was finishing up school so everybody's kind of tired mostly myself and i was like you know what? we can take a little break and come out so we're definitely kicking ad- ideas around for like a second album once we get some more songs written and stuff like that we've actually got you know songs that we put on the back burner for like three years so we're like okay you know we 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 know we're gonna have the material we just got to get it done but we also just want to play live music again so you okay know, we've got some plans for a show in chicago we're playing uh we're playing out in West Dallas March twelfth, I think. And we've got a show April sixteenth at uh oh, like Broken Bat Brewery, I think it's called. Um so we we're, we're working our way up there, you know, just kind of slowly piecing together the timeline. Hopefully we can get at least, you know, a dozen or two shows by summertime.
2: Very nice. Very nice. Lots of opportunities to see you.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so- we, we love it, man. Joe, you said one
1: of the, the best experiences was selling out that theater in, uh, in West Bend. I, that sounds like it was awesome. Would you mind sharing, if you have any, any of your worst live music performance experiences?
3: Ooh, man, that's also a good question.
2: I've got to gotta be careful here. <laughs> you don't <laughs> just, have I'm to just, name just... venue names if you don't, don't have want. to name
3: names. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's difficult because like sometimes what i perceive is like a bad show is it somebody else in the bed like oh that was one of the best shows we were playing i'm like yeah, you think so <laughs> uh really? I, you know I, one, one that just comes to memory was uh oh, it was kind of embarrassing but let's just say we played like a we played a pretty cool stage um at some point in time and i you know it was a it was probably the you know a big show right and i like kind of went overboard with the amount of power that i brought to the show with my equipment so i couldn't hear the rest of the band you know it's pretty rookie mistake i was like right you know in front of my amps I was using two cabinets and like a like a amp head so i just had like massive like a wall of sound couldn't hear the band uh my guitar i just bought it and i foolishly didn't change the strings on it so man i, I was out of tune in the middle of every song <laughs> playing just solos that sounded like shit and i was like man i can't fucking hear anybody i, I don't know if you guys loud swearing i apologize but sure. like i i can't i can't hear anybody you know what i mean and And like, we went over our set and like, I could see the sound guy being like, cut it out, cut it out. And I was like, oh guys, we got to stop. And I tripped over and knocked the microphone over. And I was like, wow, man, what a, you know, what a, what a set. And then I went to the audience and everybody was like, you know, the guitar was kind of quiet. And I was like, are you serious? What?" (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So that was my personal just blunder of a performance. Just, stuff. gosh. (laughs)
1: Well, thanks for sharing. Hey, everything's a little lesson along the way. Hey.
3: Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of how I take it. Now I'm like, okay, well, I don't need that much power ever because the band after it just had like a small combo amp and I could hear them just fine, you know? Right. So so next time I play in front of that many people, I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what is your mentality as a musician, as an artist? How do you view life and music?
3: That's another good question. Um, you know, personally, dude, I'm a bit of a simple fella, you know, despite my attire on stage i just uh i just want to (laughs) play i just want to get better at music so i can play cool music with my friends and like other great musicians and just have a good time like my entire goal with the band with music going forward honestly is just to play cooler stages in front of more people And even if there's not a lot of people there i just want to play new and interesting stages in different places like with music i just want to I want to sound like my heroes and put a little bit of myself in, in there, you know doesn't matter what I'm playing. I kind of want to explore the the landscape you know now that I'm done with school and have more time to focus on music. I want to venture in the realms of jazz, funk and all these other kind of genres more deeply and just uh just have a good time there's no There's no like uh ego, there's no like no complicated goal. I just like making sounds on my guitar.
1: Right on. Hell yeah, man. Well, I really like the way you play. I don't like the way every lead guitarist plays. Uh I personally really like the way you play. I love the combination of the uh blues and rock and roll that you have, you know, are starting to master. Um I really dig it. Um and as a side note, I saw your pictures with your fur coat and that top hat <laughs> and that is a that's a home run for you, I think.
3: Man, that whole outfit is just a combination of like you know, coincidences. I mean the initial kind of fur coat and hat thing just kinda of happened. Like I had a roommate who had like this frock like thing with like a cat's tail and black feathers she got for Halloween and didn't wear. But just like cut the tail off of it. The top hat was a gift from my best friend, like for my birthday, just just randomly. And the initial sunglasses I wore that you know, they're like darker, not the red ones. Like I was out and I just I was standing at a bus stop with a friend and she was like, hey there's some sunglasses right there. You should try them on. She's, and then that kind of became the look, you know, and the fur coat thing actually got it at a target in Chicago off of the clearance rack. <laughs> yes. And my friend's like, you got to wear that on stage. And I was like, Oh, you think so? So I wore that. <laughs> and then Julia, our sax player, who's a, one of my close friends, uh, she actually went to a different target. I, I was there with her and she bought the ma- She bought the matching coat. And for the West Bend show, we're like, why don't we just have some fun and just like wear these like outfits and, and the rest is history, I guess.
1: Hell yeah! Well, hey, you Looks never know. Some, pictures. so yeah. Sometimes you, you know, put different clothes on. It brings a different persona out from within you that you normally exactly. don't have a, you know, an outlet for. But you're on stage, and it's time to let it out. Sometimes it might be a little bit of a catalyst,
3: hey? Yeah, it, it helps. uh it just kind of helps me play the part a little bit, and it's just, it just makes me feel cool. I'm like real into anime and that kind of stuff, and kind of makes me feel like an anime character. So that's the secret there.
1: There you go. I like it hey joe thanks for taking a minute got anything else you want to say or talk about are you guys doing more recordings coming up do we talk about that a little bit or no
3: yeah we're, we're kind of like planning on it once we kind of get some of these shows like figured out and get some more songs like concretely done and we kind of want to you know maybe not record the next one ourselves if we can help it maybe just do demos and figure out how we would record it going into an actual studio because we're still like rookies in that uh in that kind of thing but yeah we're definitely planning on it hopefully something in the next year and a half
1: Hell yeah. All Very right, man. Cool. Anything else you want to say? We, and we can find you guys on, we can find uh wonderful bluffer on Facebook, Instagram, Bandcamp, Spotify, all those, all those spots. Anything else you want to say here?
3: Yeah, we got those, uh, social media outlets. We also have our own website that was like expertly designed by Julia, our uh, saxophone player slash flute player slash guitarist, slash singer. She kind of does it all. Um, it's wonderful bluffer band.com. You know, there's a lot of great stuff there. Um, our, our uh, drummer, RJ, has uh, some solo stuff out on Spotify. Uh, I think his name is just uh, RJ Zbarth. Uh You can find him. He's got a song called Cream City that's really cool, like a love letter to the city of Milwaukee. Um, our bass player has a side project called Running Tides. They just released some new merch. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so just keep on the lookout for more wonderful buffer stuff. Like I said, uh, we're playing March 12th at DeBar in West Dallas. We've got a show April 16th at um, uh, Broken Bat Brewery. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the place. So yeah, stay tuned. We're excited to be bringing more music to you coming soon.
2: That is excellent. All right, thank you, JoJo, for taking the time today. Please stay on the line for a minute, all right? Sure. Uh...
0: Oh, Kermit me Frog here, Ooh, waka waka And I'm Kermit's cousin, Corbin, a hurdy-burdy-burdy. And we'd like to invite you to a special place, a street made of magic and children's tears. (laughs) Children's tears? Oh, whoopsie, I meant children's cheers. It's called Children's Street, and it's right up past Sesame Road. Waka-waka. Turn on your television at any day, at any time to see Elmo, Miss Pig, Medium Bird, and all of us. But please, ask your parents to donate to PBS this month because my puppet suit is starting to smell. You want to talk about smelly? I got the stankest dank on Children's Street. Oscar, the only thing I want to smell on Children's Street is a cookie celebrate PBS this month and always. And remember, we put the BS in PBS. The more you know. Why are there so many rainbows?
2: Alright everybody, this was our 40th episode, so we're gonna wrap it up in 40 minutes. Thank you for listening. And as always... You've just enjoyed another installment of
0: LOCAL CARDS!